Better Than Money, and I am Lacey G. And I'm Jonathan Cohn, investor and entrepreneur. We'll be simplifying crypto and talking about the what, the where, the why. You should care about crypto. Um, so yeah, today's date is January 23rd. Hi, Lacey. Hi. How's it going? Pretty darn good. How's it going for you? Good. Um, just watching crypto kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. Today, crypto is... Uh, I mean, I guess normal day, uh, kind of going sideways today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's see. We had a big market dip. We totally screwed up our last podcast and uh, a lot of stuff's been going on. <laughs> That's why we have been in my uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. So we had a crypto crisis. We had technical difficulties, all kinds of things going wrong. So uh, hopefully we'll (laughs) fix that this episode, get back on the right track. Uh, Let's see. Today, Bitcoin is currently sitting at $11,305.60, up 1.48% from yesterday. The market cap is $550 billion. And the big dog in the room, BTC, is dominating the market at 34.5%. So that is a quick look at crypto. Um, let's see, Lacey, um, what do you think? What have you been, what have you been seeing in this cri- crazy crypto world in the last couple of weeks? Panic. Panic. <laughs> yeah. Panic Frustration, misinformation. Okay, okay. Is what I've been seeing. There's a little bit of everything there, yeah. Uh, I think we've had five big reasons for the dip. Uh, South Korea, Russia, China. Disconnect, uh, I mean BitConnect, uh, and futures. So uh, we'll get into a little bit of each one of those. Uh, so South Korea had a lot of what we like to call FUD. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of stuff coming out about the markets uh, being spooked because of their uh, regulatory crackdown. It didn't happen, and then it hit, did happen, and then it didn't happen. So it's been it's been interesting there. Um, what have you heard? I was just reading more on South Korea right now because the back and forth has been something else. I mean, um, they're saying that there's been another dip because of South Korea, but this has been going on since late December. Yeah, and, this is But people new. are still panicking and reacting. and um, Yeah, absolutely nothing new. I mean, it's just been the same tune over and over one day. They're going to crack down the next day. No, they're not. Um, I think the populace of South Korea had something to say about it. Um, you know, there was that petition that went around. I think it was, I don't know. How many people was it? Oh, lots. I don't have that information in front of me anymore, but it was enough to get the government's attention because they needed X amount of um, signatures to say, hey, we're not going to do this. We want to be able to enjoy crypto like everybody else. We want. Um, I think they said something like to be in the happy cloud of crypto and they got enough signatures that the government has to respond. So they don't want to be like Russia and China. Mm-hmm. So uh, Russia uh, has obviously had its uh, its bout with crypto. Uh, I mean, they do have Putin coin and they are talking about their own crypto ruble. But outside of that, they don't like it. Um, similar to China. China has been cracking down. We've had crackdowns on exchanges. But this is all last year stuff. So, I mean, just the news cycle kind of hitting again. Has Regurgitating. Been, yeah, it's just been bringing the market down a bit. Um, you know, right now, 
everything's kind of been on a recovery pattern as, as far as the smaller cryptocurrencies, just because that's what they do when Bitcoin kind of stabilizes, they go up. Uh, but for the most part, it's been a bloodbath. Uh, and then there's obviously the one and a half billion dollars that disappeared uh, with BitConnect. Uh, so BitConnect, I'm sure you uh, have heard of it or have seen a little bit about it. What have you? What do you know about it? Um, I know that you downloaded the app on my phone, and then I never used it. And mm-hmm. thankfully, I didn't because they are corrupt and took off with everybody's money and said. See ya, but you think that they might have a resurgence. So I didn't, so they didn't run off with everybody's money quite so like bluntly. What they did is they liquidated everybody at $380 per coin for, without letting anybody know. So it was obvious to everybody in crypto that these guys were a Ponzi scheme. What they were saying is that they had some trading bot that would trade on volatility and then what you did is you would put up a loan to them you would lend bitconnect money uh for them to trade and then they would pay you a return so a lot of people went in with the idea that this was going to be a long-term play and that they could get their money out eventually and what it turned out being is just another ponzi scheme where where the people that got out early were fine and the people that got out late got left holding a very nasty bag so, uh, you know, I had played in BitConnect, but uh, only as I really wasn't putting too much money in there, mm-hmm. too much faith in it. I just wanted to see if they actually had a product. And the way for me to test stuff is to actually put skin in the game. So I did. Um, I'm very interested about the response. They, they did this right after they launched their exchange uh, or their ICO for their exchange, I should say. They really haven't run the ICO yet. Uh, but just weird. I mean, they, they didn't kill the cryptocurrency. They're still running the website. These guys could come back. And I mean, uh, maybe they were just past their, what we'd like to call in the high interest yield program, uh, definition world. Uh, they wanted to kill their doubling cycles. So if they're paying you 1% a day in a hundred days, what happens to the money that they have to pay out? Doubled, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's, they basically had to double that money once. Once you hit like five of those cycles, it gets like ridiculously hard to keep up with the payments. Mm-hmm. Unless BitConnect Coin and Bitcoin is continuing to continuing to go up, in which case they have all the money in the world to continue to pay people. But they didn't do that. I th- apparently what they did was just, you know, uh, run it like a Ponzi. And... Uh, God, they hurt a lot of people. There were some horror stories in there. Uh, but yeah, that definitely affected the price of the cryptocurrency markets. That, that tends to do that when a billion dollars disappears. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people, like I said, got hurt. Um, so if you were one of them, I'm very sorry. Uh, but there's one more fact that affected the markets. It affected it last week. It's certainly going to affect it this week. What is that? Futures. So futures are uh, basically like a bet on what the price is going to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we had two markets that opened up, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and CBOE. And CBOE launched their their futures market before CME did. 
And so the CME futures are going to be hitting on the 26th. So most people think that those were shorts, but that means that they were betting that the market was going to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, wrote a little article about how I think that actually went down. I think that the traders uh, might have allegedly maybe manipulated the market. Uh, I think this is pretty clear from the, the trading history that I posted a chart on our Discord group that kind of showed where the sell-offs were starting. Mm-hmm. And conveniently enough, it was uh, 9 a.m. Japan time, the, the sell-off would start. And it was pretty consistent. It wasn't like a dump. It was like a controlled, we're going we're gonna to release this amount and just bring the price down. So I think some friends in the U.S., markets called some friends up in the Asian markets and said, Hey buddy, I'm not going to get my, my shorts not going to come through. I need you to dump some coins. Mm-hmm. And that might've been what happened. Uh, and that might be what happens again. Uh, I think these are unregulated markets and whales can do things that us mere mortals cannot. So we got some cheaters. Is it cheating if there are no rules? If you're manipulating, <sighs> You know, you're talking technicalities here. There are no rules in this market. It is a true open market. Uh, and in that case, a whale can exert his dominance in the way that he wants to. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. And I can cry victim if I want to. You can cry victim all you want. But that does <laughs> not stop these guys from making a lot of money swinging your cryptos around. So with uh, with all those five reasons, I think that's what's happened to the markets. Uh but just because we're seeing dips now, this is expected, and it's still going to bounce back up. So I would be predicting if I said that it was going to bounce back up, but I'm showing you a chart right now that shows the last three months in crypto. And we had that incredible surge, basically starting at the dip back uh, in November, end of November, and then it surged, you know, First to like 18,000, then up to like, you know, I think it, it topped out at, uh, let's see, that's 19,700, 19,800 is where it kind of topped out. We've seen a pullback. I mean, that's just natural of all markets. We're going to see a pullback. Uh, and it's, you know, looking at it, it's not that ridiculous of a pullback. I mean, it's going back to its last support levels. Uh, if it does really come back to its its hardline support levels. Uh, we're probably seeing 8,000 as the bottom, but right now we're sitting at around 10, 11,000. That, 11, that $10,800 level has been pretty pretty strong. Uh, it's been tested a couple of times and it's bounced off of that. So I think we'll, we'll continue to see that being tested, at least for the short term. But if you kind of pull back and get a, a bigger view, even on a... Uh, even on a one-year basis, uh, you can see a real big parabolic run there uh, from the price. And I think that that down energy is going to be reversed. I think we'll see a climb again when Wall Street and the big big guys start getting in, which I think is going to be the end of this first round of shorts. Mm-hmm. It would make a lot of sense that you see a lot of people put in shorts, drive the market down, and then have a special sale for Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that seems like a very plausible drive the market down and then have a special sale for Wall Street. Mm-hmm. 
just saying that that seems like a very plausible uh, scenario for, for crypto right now that, that the markets were at least partially manipulated down. So if I was if I was a whale, here's what would have happened. Mm-hmm. There would have been this rumor that the there were going to be exchanges opening futures. I would place a bet that the market would short, but I would want to do that bet at the highest possible amount that Bitcoin was going to go to. So what I would do is I would drive the price up until the futures market opened. So I buy, 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 buy. And then at the very top, I would put a huge short down. When the price crashed, I would basically make a ton of money on the way down. And then at the bottom, I would buy again. Mm-hmm. And now at the bottom, what I would do is I would probably buy with margin, which means like multiply my buying power. So if I margin like 100x, that means I'm with a dollar buying $100 worth. Um, when the market tanks, that can kill you. I mean, I had a couple of friends in the last couple of pullbacks that lost 90% of their portfolio because mm-hmm. they were margined. I don't trade with margin, but people that do can make a lot of money. And if they know how to wield it, they can make absurd amounts. Um, I would not be surprised that this is what's happening. We're just seeing a very experienced trading group that usually plays in huge dollars. And they're like, yeah, this is cakewalk. Look at this. Mm-hmm. I can make I can make bank all day doing this. So uh, I think the pros are loving this. I think that uh, the minnows are getting basically beat around. Uh, I feel really bad for people that invested at 17, 18,000, 19,000 and, and sold because they were scared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're going to invest in crypto, just know that it's a long term. I mean, it, this is not going to make you rich overnight. This is an investment like anything else. Take your time. Uh, can you make a lot of money overnight? Sure. But you have to have a, a lot of information, uh, B, a lot of time and experience in researching and finding the right investments that are going to get you those 10x returns. Mm-hmm. Or you can get lucky and invest in a bunch of what we call shit coins and wait for them to pop. But again, these are 24-hour markets. You better be ready on that button when it goes 10x mm-hmm. to sell because otherwise it's going to crash. Uh, so like anything, market goes up, market goes down, and we're going to have some pretty serious moves. But uh, in the future, what we have to look forward to is, you know, Kodak came out with their own cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, they registered with the SEC as a, as a 506C. But that's pretty big because that means that going forward, we're going to see that uh, ICOs and cryptocurrencies as a whole are going to be accepted by the SEC as, as a means of, of raising money. Uh, and then you have whales. I mean, the whales, whales getting in like the fourth largest bank in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan's Mitsubishi UFJ has released a cryptocurrency and so uh, or are going to release a cryptocurrency. They either have or they're going to. But that's huge. I mean, those are those are uh, financial institutions that like the CME are going to lend a lot of credibil- credit, uh, credibility to the market. And with that credibility, you're going to see the adoption by mainstream, by institutional investors. And then, yeah, the sky's the limit there. I mean, there's only a, there's a limited amount of Bitcoin. Uh, let's see, the 24-hour the volume in Bitcoin was 
just short of a million Bitcoin. And the total circulating supply is 16,800,000 Bitcoins. Um, that means that this market, if there's a crash, if there's a correction in the traditional markets, which we're all kind of expecting because we've gone through a huge rally. I mean, we're at all-time highs in, in, in all the stock markets in the United States right now. If we see that correct in any way, we got to assume that some of that money is going to run to crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a small correction in the traditional markets could mean $4 trillion flowing into, into crypto. That would be, you know, you know, the market cap right now is $500 billion, So it'd be an 8x in the market. I mean, that's huge. So imagine just making a bet that the current economic situation in the United States, whether you believe the, the stock prices are, are reasonable or not, there is no such thing as an unlimited run up. There's going to be a time when that corrects in crypto, in traditional markets, and, and anything. Anything that goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe if not, maybe not if you launch a satellite into space like Voyager or something, but I'm nerding out. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, it, what goes up must come down. With that in mind, I think that, you know, the traditional markets are going to shed some weight and I think that crypto will absorb it. So that that in the long term plays out huge for you, the investor. I mean, you, I think you have the capability to get in here. And if crypto in Bitcoin goes 8x, um, some of these other smaller cryptocurrencies are going to do a lot more. Mm-hmm. And now is still a good time to buy. Now's a good now's time a to get in. Now's a great time to buy. Uh, now's a great time to buy happening. because it's down. You know, most people when when we're getting everybody was getting excited about Bitcoin, we're investing at fifteen, sixteen, thirteen thousand dollars. I mean, I think what what was your first Bitcoin bought at? Do you remember? I'm not sure. Um, it was higher though. I want to say it was probably 16. Do you remember when it was? We can look at it. About a, two months ago, a month ago? A month ago, probably. Okay. So a month ago, you would have spent, let's see, $13,000 on it. Okay. So $2,000 above the price of today. So, I mean... It's a deal. You you consistently buy little pieces and you bring your cost down. So that's called dollar cost averaging mm-hmm. uh, or cost averaging. So anytime that you can buy a little bit more at a lower price, you're doing better. Uh, and that's definitely the case right now. What's exciting about right now is that some of the cryptocurrencies that went to all-time highs for the first time now are, now are at a discount. And you know they're going to go back up to their all-time highs because some of them are so young. Like, for example, Cardano is, is only a few months old. Uh, some of these other ones are, are literally only a few months old. And, and they're sitting with market caps of $16 billion, $10 billion. I mean, uh, the two that I just named at $16 billion and $10 billion are the number five and number six, my two favorite. Uh, Cardano ticker is ADA. Um I consider it like a next next generation cryptocurrency and Stellar, my baby's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is basically the IOU for for cryptocurrencies. So 
Um, both very promising technologies. Stellar has been uh, heavily invested by IBM. So, I mean, these are not these are not chumps in the market. Uh, five and six are, are really good numbers, and they're sitting at sixty three cents and fifty six cents respectively. And they both made 10, 10 and fourteen uh, percent gains in the last twenty four hours. I think those are great purchases right now. I mean, I would definitely. I was recommending Cardano at ninety cents. Mm-hmm. I think Cardano could could easily dethrone Ethereum in the long term. Ethereum is sitting at $1,000.39 right now. $1,039.83. I think Cardano could could dethrone it. So Cardano could be worth in the future, you know, 1000 bucks per Cardano per ADA. That would be, I mean, ridiculous for somebody that got in right now. So I need to quit being a prude and go spread my love Amongst the cryptos yeah. and see what I can come up with. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've been relatively faithful. I've dabbled a little bit, but I need to I need to get out there and get dirty. Remember that when you're going to dabble, get into Litecoin first. Do not buy Bitcoin to dabble because you're not going to get your money to the exchange in a fast manner. You're going to be really slow. You're going to buy your, your, your Bitcoin and 10 hours later, you're going to be able to buy whatever you want. Mm-hmm. If you buy a Litecoin, 20 minutes later, you'll be able to get whatever you want. So make sure you buy a Litecoin, then go to your favorite exchange where you have your cryptocurrency that you want to buy and put it in there. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what other, what is the news? What well, is in the news? I've got some what the FUD for you. What the FUD? I like it. I want to know what you think about this. Wise Ratings, which claims to offer the first ratings on cryptocurrencies, has judged Ethereum to be better than Bitcoin. The security ratings agency announced that it gave Ethereum a B rating because it, quote, benefits from more steadily upgradable technology and better speed despite some bottlenecks. Bitcoin only received a C plus rating, and they say that's because the digital currency is encountering major network bottlenecks, causing delays and high transaction costs. And they say, despite intense ongoing efforts that are achieving some initial success, Bitcoin has no immediate mechanism for promptly upgrading its software code. Now, none of the 74 cryptocurrencies the agency covers received an excellent A rating. That's interesting to me because technically Ethereum has, um, okay, in coding, we have what are called profiles, right? Mm -hmm. So like um, when you create software, and you have variables that the user can input. The more variables that you give them, the bigger the profile for that software is. So in the same way, we can talk about cryptocurrencies and we can say that there is a surface, an attack surface that a cryptocurrency can have. And that attack surface is directly related to how many variables the user can move. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is built to be like... Um, Think of it like a distributed online computer in a way where you can move a bunch of different things. You can put code in there. You can run programs. You can run apps. You can do all kinds of things. Where Bitcoin is kind of a fixed, like this is all you can do with Bitcoin, right? So from that perspective, it's interesting to me that they would say that it's more secure Mm -hmm. because it definitely isn't. I mean, if anything, it's been hacked three times. Uh... Now, that's not necessarily the Ethereum blockchain that has been hacked, 
But Ethereum as a network has definitely had its issues with security. I guess as Bitcoin develops, we'll see some more cyber attacks actually, you know, be concerning for Bitcoin. But for right now, I mean, I don't see it. I mean, Bitcoin is, that's really the thing about it. In order to hack Bitcoin, you'd have to hack the first block. And it's so big right now. There's so much distributed power in it. And it takes so much to secure that network from a resource standpoint. Mm -hmm. That it is the resources themselves that it takes to, to secure that network that are keeping it, like, safe. And Ethereum doesn't have that yet. So, so one compared to the other, I got to say, I'm surprised. I do agree with the end of that article that, that there are some other platforms that do have higher security in the long term. I think EOS and, and Cardano will eventually have better security. They will be built better because they're from the ground up designed to do different things that Bitcoin was. Mm. Bitcoin really was designed as an experiment to see if you could create digital money that made sense. That was a, a distributed economy that made sense. It did work, but it's not perfect. So, are there better are there better mousetraps for currency? Yes, for store of value, maybe not. Maybe Bitcoin really is is king because of what it can offer from that perspective. I think long-term there will be better better technology that will eventually take the place of Bitcoin. Bitcoin does burn a lot of energy to do what it does. Uh, and long-term, that's probably unsustainable. I mean, I, I think it consumes as much electricity as like a small country. It Like Bitcoin, the network itself does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy to think about though. Um what else is in the news? Well, in other what the FUD news, you know how sports betting is illegal in most states? Uh-huh. While later this year, the Supreme Court could decide to let each individual state decide whether or not they want to allow betting. But the big question is how to manage all these old new sports books and ensure their security and transparency. Well, several blockchain companies are already working in this area. The blockchain bookies have arrived. Yeah. And um, they're hoping to be able to secure this industry and make it smarter and more predictable for players. Very cool. Well, would you be into sports betting? Uh, I would. I would invest in the casino. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Uh, I would definitely buy some of those coins. I, I think those are very interesting projects. I think anything having to do with with online gaming is really, really interesting because. We were just talking about it before we, we turned on the show to record. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting technology coming for uh, cryptocurrencies and, uh, I guess, networks outside of just money. Like we were talking about the Steemit platform where you get, it's like a marriage between Reddit and YouTube and, and cryptocurrencies where you get paid for contributing media. Well, Anything that, that brings a different use case to crypto, I think, is really, really cool. I think gambling as a whole is always going to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's big in some in, in the Asian cultures. It's like you're almost considered a coward in some cases if you don't gamble. 
Uh, I mean, it's big in Asia. Uh, so I, I would assume that it's always going to have a really strong following. Uh, and it is a game, right? So you have to kind of put that in the same category as, as gaming tokens. Like, you know, there's, there's all this new gamer, um, like lore and, and, uh, I would say like ecosystem. I mean, like now kids record themselves on YouTube and broadcast themselves playing, playing video games and they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so much in the social, like, uh, I don't know, like there were casinos within, um, oh, what's the, the video game that all the kids play that's got the little blocks? It's like almost 8-bit uh, Minecraft. Mine, yeah. So there were casinos built inside of Minecraft. So I don't know. I mean, that thing, it, that could go anywhere. And I would definitely see um, that kind of crypto being valuable down the line. So um, cool that it's being applied in that way. I wonder if the real big casinos are going to get into it. I, I would assume so. Uh, just about everybody's getting into crypto. Matter of fact, the the uh, SEC is starting to crack down on people using blockchain to affect their stock prices. Because like I said, Kodak earlier released their cryptocurrency. Where I think when they did that, their stock went from $3 to $10. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, blockchain, baby. So to wrap things up today, we have covered a lot. We've covered the downfall of crypto or crypto crisis. <laughs> uh, five reasons for it. Why we think South Korea, Russia, China, BitConnect and futures have affected the price. Why you really shouldn't worry too much about the immediate price. I think long term we're, we're really set up for this technology to, to be able to provide a long term investment. Um uh, as well as, you know, just develop. I think we're at the beginning. We're just, you know, we're early adopters. Um, we covered some news. Um, what else are we talk about? What to invest in, what you think is going to be the big boys in crypto. The ones that... Well, I thought that, that there's two There's two there. We talked about Cardano and we talked about Stellar, which I like. But there's also a lot of other cryptocurrencies there that I like. But, yeah, we covered a few of those. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're kind of all over the place today. <laughs> well, with that, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can always find us online. We are at... Better Than Money Podcast. That's right. We have a website. It's up. Uh, We are at better THN money on Twitter. Uh, We are officially on steam it. Better than money. Um, And we'll be coming out with a bunch more platforms here soon. Uh, Look for us on YouTube where we have posted our first episode as well. Yeah. So with that, We want to thank you, and we will see you next time. We are Better Better Than than Money. And now for the legal disclaimer. Anything you heard on this episode should not be considered investment advice. The views and opinions expressed in this show are our own and those of our contributors. So do your own research, work your technical analysis, set up your stops, and please, invest responsibly and only put in what you can afford to lose. Goodbye.